This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, featuring all new holiday movies every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 8, 7 central. This episode of Christmas Countdown is also brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Hey everyone, it's Danny from the show. Before we get to this special bonus episode, which we are releasing on the main feed, I know, surprise, surprise, Christmas miracle, I wanted to share why we are releasing this on the main feed. Um, The subject matter we cover in this countdown is all about how to get into the holiday spirit. And as Eric and I were sitting, chatting during this bonus episode, sharing all the things that we feel help us and hopefully help people like you to get in the holiday spirit, we thought this shouldn't be behind a paywall. This should be something that everyone has access to because that's what our show is all about. That's what this community that we have built here at Christmas Countdown is all about is Christmas cheer and spreading joy all around the world. So paid subscribers, Patreon fam, thank you so much for your support. And thank you for being understanding as we release this bonus episode for everyone to have access to. I think we all can agree that having access to more cheer is is what the world needs. Um, And if you do like this bonus episode and you want to get more extra merry content, you can become a paid subscriber on Apple and Spotify, or you can join our Patreon family. The link for all of that is in the episode notes. Anyway, without further ado, here is a special bonus episode with five additional ways as to how you can get into the holiday spirit this year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show, bonus episode number eight. Eight, Ocho. Is that where we're at? Yeah, we ocho, made it. the Ocho. Welcome to the Ocho. <laughs> Here we are, folks. You've made it. You know, you know who we are. If you're listening to this, you're a bonus episode aficionado. You know who we are. It's Eric and Danny and Chris. We are all in three separate locations today, <laughs> uh, but we're making this happen. Uh, busy, busy times. You know how it is. You know how it is. Uh, But here we are. We're going to give you uh, some good stuff today. We're going to do a little chatting and then we're going to give you our 15 through 11 of ways to get into the holiday spirit, which was a very fun episode to record, Danny. I thought actually 10 through six, because remember, we only did a five. Oh, you're right. It is 10 through six. You're right. Yeah. It was super fun. You know, I was so conflicted when I was putting my list together. And even as we were recording and frankly speaking, even over the last days, I've been thinking about it. Like, I feel like I went super non-traditional with my five through one. And I was like, I wonder how people are going to resonate because I had like on my list, I had items like go look at Christmas lights, you know, all like this sort of like stereotypical things. And I don't mean that like in in a negative sense. But, you know, you and I, I, I think we like to try to, like, think outside the box as much as possible sure. and, and think of new things that, one, we haven't talked about on the show before, or maybe we haven't even thought about ourselves. And so, really, the long story short is I'm standing by my my decision and my <laughs> unexpected <good>. answers. <laughs> you, li- you like your list. That's good. That's my good. list, my life. Yeah. Um, so, in this past episode, uh, you heard us talk to a very funny actor, Paul Campbell, yeah. who uh, the Hallmarkies, I'm sure, love. He was really cool. I, I thought he was really him cool. So much. Um, I, I, he had a very dry, dry sense of humor, but very sharp sense of humor. He was great, dude. I loved like every joke that came out of his mouth. Like I, I was listening back to the segment this morning because um, to pull back the curtain a little bit. So this bonus episode comes out Friday, but today is Tuesday. Um, yes. And, you know, because we have to record these a little ahead of time. And so what Chris will do for our show is anytime there's a Hallmark segment in the show, he edits that part first, whether it's us talking about the movies or the app or whatever it is. Or in this case, Paul Campbell, Chris will edit that first because it has to go over 
to the marketing team, right? And so I was listening to the edit this morning and I was like, man, he just came in from like the beginning with like guns a blazing with the yeah. jokes. And he was just And he all, he also it. he rolled with it cuz he I think he did clearly not realize that it was going to be on video as well. <laughs> and so I think that I did think that that threw him a little bit at the beginning, but he just was like, "All right, off we go. Let's do it. Let's do it." Yeah, I saw, you know, cuz our computer that we bring people in on sort of sits across from us here in the studio, and I could see that somebody was writing in the chat, but I had no idea what they were writing, and it was the publicist from Hallmark Channel. And she was like, I'm so sorry that I didn't tell him it was video. Like I went to your website and only saw audio and I'm so, so sorry. And I actually, I just realized in this moment, I never wrote her back. Um, so maybe I should get on that. It's okay. Everything's good. Everything. <laughs> She's stressing about it still to this moment. She's like, they hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the worst yeah. now. Um, but he was, he was great. And I just think it's so cool, you know, his story about like, starting out as an actor and I love like sort of like watching you interacting with him about like, you know, being an actor and then thinking like, Oh, I have stories that I want to tell as well. And like, yeah. how do you make that transition into, into being a writer? And it's just so cool. Like how, you know, him and Kimberly just sort of had this idea for this film and they pitched it. Yeah. And now that's like what they do, which is super cool. Yeah. I think the life lesson there is go out on a limb and good things can happen. A hundred percent. I mean, our uh, our big guest next week, which I don't want to spoil too much, um, even though these people who are listening to this episode, they, they know. They know. But it's a perfect example of like, shoot your shot, you know? Um, yeah. what, is, what, is, uh, what is Michael Scott's famous quote that's actually a Wayne Gretzky quote? Um, you miss 100% of the shots. It's a Michael shots. Jordan quote, yeah. You oh, miss was it really? I thought it was 100% Gretzky. of the shots you don't take. No, I think that's a Jordan. Is it really? I think. I don't know. I always thought it was Gretzky, but it, what would be really funny would... Do you remember the TV show Power Stars? Do either of you guys remember that show? No. It was an well, animated cartoon. Bo Jackson was in it too? Bo Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. And they were like superheroes, and they like would fight crime and stuff. It was on like Saturday morning cartoons. It was so cool. I, I can't remember what the opening uh, like... Uh, jingle was but I remember it being awesome yeah and I remember just loving it and the voices didn't sound anything like Jordan Gretzky or Bo Jackson but <laughs> so the, it wasn't actually kid, them was like, no it wasn't I'm sure they licensed it and they got a cut of it but it wasn't their actual voices no it was the actors you know voice actors but I feel like we can't bring up Bo Jackson and not talk about tech mobile <laughs> I never played tech mobile what oh my gosh but do you know like the? Hack? I mean, I remember it, but I just I just didn't play it. But dude, he was like unstoppable, right? Dude, all you had to do, you there was this one play. You would just run him to the top of the screen, and he you could literally like stop and run down and up and forward and back. Nobody, and nobody could, could ever could tackle Bo Jackson uh, on that's that game. Great. That yeah, that's a that's a throwback. He's I, wild. If yeah. you ever do like a deep dive on Bo Jackson, he is like. There are insane stories about him, about just like his athletic ability being just off the charts. Yeah. And the fact that he was like an amazing, like an all-time great in football and an all-time great in baseball is yeah. just nuts. He was a beast. I met him briefly once years ago. My my dad, who was a Dapper Dan at Disneyland, they sang uh, the national anthem on opening day at Angel Stadium back in 94. And Bo Jackson was playing for the Angels at that point in time. And I got to go with my dad to the game. And I was like standing down on the field with like Bo Jackson and Tim Salmon and like all these guys from back, the Chili Davis, 
who was a total jerk yeah. to me, but that's a story for another time. Um, but uh, yeah, I just remember him being a monster. And fun fact, that same day, do you know who I met? Who? Wayne Gretzky. There you go. Yeah, and he signed, he signed the, the baseball for me. Yeah, which is pretty darn cool. Um, so anyway, that's my that cool. that's my Bo Jackson Wayne Gretzky story, which is why people will come to Christmas podcasts. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, Paul Campbell was was super great. Yeah, uh, he was great. He was great. I want to hang out with him. Like, I feel like we have to find a way to actually like do something in person with him at some point. I feel like that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely seemed down. And when he was like, guys, I really mean it. I want to like do something with you. I'm very serious. So we uh, we should we should ideate on. But yeah, that. super cool dude. So you know, huge thanks, obviously, to the Hallmark team, uh, Victoria and Catherine, uh, for helping to to make that happen. They've just been you yeah. know amazing to work with over the last couple of years. Uh, so I want to make sure we shout them out. But um, but yeah, so one of the reasons we are all in separate places today is Eric. Your first show for a live audience of Christmas Story, the musical, is tonight. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good. You know, we did. Uh, we had our very first and possibly only uh, run through uh, on Sunday night <laughs> theater um, with a f- with a full you know tech experience. Uh, we have a rehearsal this afternoon, so I think we're going to run one of the acts, but I don't think we're doing a full run through. So it's a little wild to only have had one full time through the show with lights and sound and set and costumes and everything uh, before we have an audience. But that's also why these audiences are technically preview audiences. Mm -hmm. So and I I do think that people that come, uh, you know, we have essentially the fifth, sixth, seventh, we have like three days of previews. And I think that people that come to those actually get a little bit of a kick out of like, Ooh, the show's not quite fully cooked yet like right. i might get to see a little mishap or something it's almost like when you go to a nascar race and you're like i hope i get to see a big crash you know like <laughs> there's like something that you're some weird part of you that's sort of hoping like maybe one of the set pieces won't work and they'll have to stop the show or something yeah. hopefully knock on wood that doesn't happen tonight um but it is cool to see a show before it's officially open but i feel good you know i feel um I may have said this before, but I don't know that I've ever been a part of a show that at least coming out of the rehearsal room was so ready to go. Right. Usually, usually when you come out of the rehearsal room, there's still like a scene or two or there's certain cast members or even, you know, designers that you're not really sure how that's going to work out. But, you know, eventually it'll figure itself out. But this show, we really by the time we finished our last run through in the studio, it felt like. Yeah, this is everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody's good to go. We got to add the tech elements, which obviously changes it. But right. you know, it was a a good place to be starting from. So um, it's uh, it's it'll be tonight, and I'm very very excited. Uh, I think I've talked about this. This is this crazy, insane week for the Peterson family. Right. So basically, on Sunday was uh, Lisa, my wife. She's uh, producing with TheaterWorks USA, the company she works for, um, with Center Theater Group as well, the same company that's doing uh, Christmas Story. She's doing a show called Dog Man the Musical. If you have kids, you probably know what that is. So she had her press opening on Sunday night. Uh, Last night, we decorated our tree because it was like the only (laughs) night we'll all be together. Um, Tonight, I have my first audience. Tomorrow, 
Miles has his first performance of Frozen because he's playing uh, the Duke of Weaseltown. Oh, Weselton, awesome. The Duke of Weselton. Oh, I bet he is um, just chewing the scenery. He's great. I actually got to see his dress rehearsal last night because I'm going to probably have to miss most of his shows because his shows are at the same time as my shows right uh so they let me go to his um his dress rehearsal last night and he was just hilarious i was so so proud of him because you know not to go all deep on this but you know i'm an actor my wife was an actor and works in the business now as a producer my daughter is clearly an actor so sometimes i i worry that miles will feel like a certain sense of like well, I have to do this. Or mm. if I do it, I have to be good at it, you know? Right. And I've always told him, I'm like, dude, there's zero pressure. If you don't want to do this, don't even worry a, a minute about it. And if you do do it, I just want it to be fun. And I think he was excelling on both ways. I think he really enjoyed doing it. I think he was having fun and he was really good, which was, you know, a sort of, <laughs> you know, as when you see your kid do something that you also do and they do it well, it, it does bring a certain sense of pride and joy and yeah, you know, just warm feelings um so yeah so we have miles's show so my show tonight miles's show on wednesday on thursday sophie has her first show uh for frozen because she's in a different cast she's in the teen cast then on friday we have official opening night for christmas story uh no thursday is lisa's opening night sorry i (laughs) I messed that up so it goes me miles lisa me again sophie miles There are opening nights every single night this week. It is absolutely insane. This may be the busiest week that my family has ever had. I I, honestly, I don't, I can't think of another time where we were all busier. This truly is the week of opening nights because you all have opening nights and then I have an opening night on Sunday. Yeah. And Chris, when does your show open? I'm open most nights. There it is. Well played. Oh, that well was, played. That was perfect. Yeah, I um, sniper from the top row. I, I'm curious, you know, you know, because I've never performed like at the level that that you have performed. Like this set, like I saw it the other night, you know, because we recorded, you know, our our episode there with, with the team at Center Theater Group, which was amazing, and the set's incredible. Like you were telling me, this was like the house that they used in the Broadway production, right? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure of it. It's definitely in the same design. Okay. Um, and I, th- I think it might be. So basically, uh, Christmas Story was on Broadway in 2012, I believe, and then starting in 2014, it started touring. Hmm. So it hasn't been on Broadway since then, but it's definitely the same set that's been going since 2014. Okay. So they basically build this huge house because that's the main set piece because it comes up and down on the stage, and it's two story house and the whole big thing. Um. And so they'll take that apart when this show is done. They'll put it in storage for a year. And then next year when they do another production of it, they'll bring it back out. And it's kind of cool. Like on the back of the set, you can see a bunch of crew members have signed it from different years. Oh, cool. Um, There's a scene. If you remember from the movie, Randy, the little brother, he likes to hide under the sink, like in the cabinet under the sink. And so we have that in our show as well. And if you go into the cabinet, all the kids that have played Randy have signed their name inside. Oh, that's the cabinet, awesome! Kind of cool, yeah. So there's like all over the set. There's people's signatures from different years, and it's pretty cool. I I love theater traditions like that, like signing the set piece or people. You know, I don't know if you've done this from your Broadway shows. I'm sure you have, but like signing underneath the um, sort of counter in your yeah, dressing the room. Desk, yeah, I I yeah. love that. I, I love that it's also not considered defacing like property. Like I love that it's just like yeah. this is a tradition. 
and get under here with a sharpie and just sign away but let me tell you a quick story so uh when i was in college we did a similar thing where uh when you graduated there was like a the scene shop uh each class would like pick a little section of the scene shop and everybody would sign their name and then write you know class of 03 or whatever and when I, <laughs> the year that I graduated, we all kind of, my group of like, you know, 15 people were all graduating together. We're like, all right, let's do this little section here. And I just happened to be the first one to sign. And I did say to everybody, I was like, all right, so we're going to sign like over like, you know, three or four bricks wide. And everybody's like, yeah, it sounds good. And so I signed my name over about four bricks. So it's about, you know, maybe the size of my face was okay. my signature. And then everybody else from my graduating class wrote their names really little around my name <laughs> to make me look like a real jerk the real john hancock of the bunch and i i was always like you guys you said we were gonna do big big names oh that's hysterical i love that so much um so i want to go back to uh the set that you're working on specifically yeah. so like you've obviously done you know big shows like touring with shrek and doing that on broadway and school of rock how would you say like this set in terms of the moving elements and how you sort of move around with it? Like how complex is this compared to other shows you've done? Um, it's, it's relatively complex in that the, you know, when you have a big piece of automation is what we call it when there's like, it's, there's actual machines that are moving something, you know, not just a drop flying in through the fly system, but like, uh, you know, something that is attached to the floor. Right. Um, that can be dangerous, you know, so there is a, a high sort of sensitivity and awareness when you have pieces like that. And in a Broadway show, there's there are more of those things. Um, in this show, we really just have the houses automated, but then we have a lot of flies that come mm. in and out. So it's not too bad. Um, there's definitely, you know, School of Rock had a lot of kind of moving pieces to make that classroom sort of appear and then disappear right um shrek had a lot of a lot of big moving pieces there was a lot of trees that were constantly like moving around that you had to look out for so the set's not too bad i will say this the the house set of christmas story it looks big from the audience yeah when you're up on on the actual piece the kitchen i literally have probably seven inches maybe eight inches in front of the table to the edge of the the floor oh my god and then there's like a foot drop so you can't really step off of the the house otherwise it looks like you walked through a wall right Right. but so when i cross in if you ever come see the show if you ever see me cross in front of the kitchen table i'll i'll try to make it look very like oh yeah i'm just crossing the room there's no big deal but it is a tightrope act that you have to like sometimes i kind of have to bend my hips just a little bit to get around the table so i don't fall (laughs) off the house but it is you know it's one of those things where you know they show it to you on the first day of rehearsal and you're like that's really small that's a small area to walk through and they're like yeah you'll figure it out and then it's (laughs) it's just what it is and you and you do you figure out how to make it work and how to make it not look you know awkward and Right. And then you, you deal with it, so. it. It was cool, I will say, you know, because I got to sit in the house a little bit. For I was out there for like 10, 15 minutes when you guys were working on the scene when the uh, the major award arrives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that box that it comes in is pretty robust, and it is just a little bit less wide than the door. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark? That's another. They're like, if they don't have an exact approach yeah. into the door, they're they're in trouble. But it was so fun to watch you working that scene, and you know, for all the people you know who don't live here, you know, I, I will who won't see it. Like just the way you were like digging through the box and throwing all the stuffing here and there and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it was just so cool to to watch you do what you do um, up Thanks, there man. on the set, I man. You, you were doing such a fantastic job and. I get to go. I'm bringing Lynn and, and my mom on Thursday night. So um so excited to, to see the show. My mom's like, she goes, am I going to get to go backstage? Do you think, do you think I can say hi to Eric and, and to Michael James yeah. and all the people? I was like, I'll talk to Eric. We'll see, you know, yeah. we'll see. I know that, I'm you know, because good. of COVID still, there's like sensitivities about people backstage yeah. and whatnot, but um, I actually am. I'm, I'm a little curious about that because I haven't done a theater production really since COVID happened. Right. And I know that like on Broadway, it really, it used to be, oh, it was so fun on Broadway. Like before COVID, after a show, everybody had guests that were like coming up to the dressing rooms and you have a drink with somebody or you'd walk them around the stage and you take pictures on, on the stage. And people thought it was so cool to like walk on a Broadway stage. And it was a really cool experience that you could give to friends and family to, that came to see you. Yeah. But then once COVID happened, it was like that all got shut down. Like nobody came into theaters. Um, and so I don't know what the policy is going to be. I hope that I'm able to bring people back. You know, yeah. it, I haven't, I haven't sensed a feeling of like, no one's allowed backstage. So we'll, we'll see. I'm sure I'll find out in the next day or two, but. Well, if we can't go backstage, we will be stage dooring and, and shouting your yes. name as, as you exit, uh, after the show on Thursday night, but excited to see it. And, uh, you know, congrats on getting to do what you love and doing it the holiday season, Thanks, man. man. Super, super cool. And thank you. Um, all right, shall we get to the countdown? What do you think? Let's do it. Les. Countdown. All righty, folks. This is going to be 10 through 6. Danny is correcting me, rightfully so. 10 through 6 of ways to get into the holiday spirit. Uh, I'll give you my uh, five that I did last uh, this last episode. I said plan a themed holiday party, uh, organize a big family Zoom, watch a movie marathon of Hallmark movies and Christmas classics, uh, start a new tradition, and music, music, music. Those yes. are my five uh, on the big show. But let's start here with number 10, and let's say do a zoo lights or garden lights or train lights mm. event. So um, do you know what I mean by that, Danny? A lot of cities have, um, if you have a zoo, a lot of times the zoos will do here in L.A., the zoo lights are awesome. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to the L.A. zoo lights? No, because, you know, my when I started having kids, like it was just the lights would turn on too late for me to try to get them over there and get them back for bed. Yeah. Uh, so I know they do it and I've seen pictures and it looks amazing, but we haven't gone yet. It's it is awesome. It is so cool because it's not just like one part of the zoo. It is literally the whole zoo has these amazing light tunnels and they put them in the, you know, around the exhibits and they have lit up animals and stuff and there's animatronics. It's so cool. So my family, we always love to find at least one night in the holiday season to either go to the zoo lights or there's a place here in LA called Descanso Gardens that does a really beautiful like garden light display kind of thing. Or there's a place uh, called Travel Town in LA that does a train ride that you can ride, you know, like one of those kid trains that has goes through a whole like lighted village and stuff like that. It's just really fun. So that's my number 10 thing is to search out some sort of Christmas light event, because I think that lighting is everything. Lighting mm. solves half the world's problems. If we could just <laughs> get good lighting 
on on people and in their homes and in their experiences it just changes something so yeah. uh, my number 10 thing is find find a very cool light exhibit to explore to get you in the holiday spirit I love that. Maybe, you know, my wife listens to these bonus episodes. Maybe you will uh, inspire her to let the kids stay up late one of these nights because nice. that's always sort of the it's battle. Um, it's like when we go to Disneyland, I'm like, but the kids would love to see the lights at night. She's like, but they got bedtime. So um, yeah. so maybe this year, maybe this year's the time. Uh, that's great, man. I love that one. So uh, recapping the five through one that I shared, uh, I think at number five, I had uh, look through old photo albums. Um, number four, call your parents or grandparents and talk to them about past Christmases. Um, number three was get off of social media and live your life. Uh, number two, go to a Christmas sing-along or go caroling. Uh, and then number one, uh, write down all the things in your life that you have to be grateful for. Um, sort of went non-traditional. So I think in this 10 through six, I'm going to go a little bit more sort of traditional, traditional. stuff that, that I usually like to do that, that helped me. Um, sure. so at, uh, at number 10, uh, I'm going to do go to a tree lighting. Um, you know, whether it's your local mall or you're fortunate enough to like live near a big city where there's some like big event like the Grove here in Southern California or obviously, you know, the Rockefeller tree out in, in New York. I've I've done both. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be at the tree lighting in New York when I lived there and I took my mom and I just remember I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show, but like when we first got there, we were like so far back because there were so many people we were like swung around 30 rock and we could see like yeah. two branches like hanging out from the side of the building i was like well at least we'll get to see those light up but as the night went on like we got closer and closer and closer because people were leaving and so when they finally lit the tree we got to see like a good probably i don't know 50 60 percent of that thing light up and i just remember the electricity of like being there with people and the Christmas music and the countdown. Um, it's amazing on the grand scale, but even when, like when you go to your local mall or town center or whatever, and just, you have the local, you know, church choirs performing or, you know, local dance troupe and you have like a local celebrity who's there to host it and help count it down. And it just feels like, yeah. you know, you is this like community, this town that you are a part of that you're all like in this shared experience of like, it feels like the lighting of the tree is like the countdown to the season starting for everybody yeah. and to sort of be there in that shared spirit and watch the lights come on and the music play and the snow and whatever they're sort of doing. Uh, it's a truly magical experience and bonus. If you're at a mall, you just go straight from there start your Christmas shopping. Boom. You're knocking out two things at the same time. Two so for, for. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, tree lighting as my number 10. I love that. Yeah, and you're totally right. If you go to something like that, and same thing with a lot of these things that we're saying, like, go to this, go to this lighting, go to this tree lighting, whatever, you're going to find like-minded individuals who are also either already in the spirit or trying to get into the spirit. Exactly. So, you know, it, it can be hard walking through your daily life if you're not purposefully putting yourself around other people who are trying to get into the mood, you know? So I think that's a good thing. I got to do a tree lighting uh, in Boston hmm. in 2015 because I was doing Elf at the time and we were playing in Boston. And so the people that lit the tree were myself as Buddy the Elf, <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Veronica, who was playing uh, Jovi, the two of us, okay. uh, the mayor of Boston, Matty Walsh, who's just like the most <laughs> Boston guy ever. And then the fourth person was Julian Edelman from from the Patriots. Oh, that's, that's so I, awesome. I have a picture of like me, Matty Walsh and Julian Edelman. It was a very Boston picture. We got to put that up in the uh, the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll put it up. I'll yeah. find it. 
Um, all right, so uh, my number nine selection, this is sort of similar to what Danny had in his uh, big show list. Uh, I said, watch old home movies of yourself or your parents. Try Aww. to remember the good old days, yeah. right? Like we talk all the time about that quote from The Office about like, I wish we could know that we were in the good old days while we were living them. Living them, um, But there is a real sense, and we talk about this all the time, about nostalgia and just what it feels like to think about the past and how we put sometimes a, a rosy tint around it. And that's okay. You know, that's a good way to remember the past. Like we don't yeah. need to hold on to the bad stuff. So I think it's fun to either find... Um, you know, pictures, uh, uh, videos and home movies of yourself as a child, or if you're able to get your parents to, you know, if they have any kind of old super eight, you know, 15, 16 <laughs> millimeter, what do they call that? What's the eight millimeter? Oh, what are, yeah. What's the old, like, yeah, you had, I think 16 millimeter rate. was like 16 millimeter, something like the that. Old, yeah. and then there was um, but like, see if you can yeah. see if you can find that stuff and then ask them questions and say, Oh, what was that gift? Or who's that? I don't know who that, Oh, that's your aunt, aunt, Martha or whatever you know like ask them questions get people talking try to like purposefully put yourself in a reminiscing kind of state and I think that it will bring good holiday feelings uh up in you so that's my uh that's my number nine is watch some old movies of yourself and or your parents you just got me thinking you know you talked about like looking at the past and like the rose tint that's on it and we remember all this good why is it that we are so good at remembering all the good from the past but it's so easy for us to focus on the negative in the present. Why is that? You know, like imagine you just made that shift in your life right now. Like you clearly were capable of it because we do it with our memories all the time. Like why not put that same filter on your present day and your future while we're at it? hundred percent. You know, I heard this thing on the news the other day uh, and they were saying how we all can acknowledge that how we live now is different than how we lived 10 years ago. Mm. Right. And yet, whenever we're in the present, we think nothing's going to change. And so it it was saying how we have to know that things are going to change. And so I think what you're kind of saying is is true, that if we can just shift our perspective and try to say, hey, you know, 10 years from now, I'm not going to remember this stuff that's agitating me right now. So why why waste time on it now? Right. Like not worry about it now let's let's get to that rose tinted uh glasses kind of phase i'm i'm right there with you and i think that's part of this you know the secret sauce of the holiday season is just focusing on the positive um all right that was great man i love that one so number nine for me is going to be uh find a way to give back um you know i in years past uh, i don't know if your church has done this eric but my church you know they used they had like the sort of like that giving tree thing for a while where like they would be like a little angel paper ornament hanging on a tree in the lobby. And it would be like, Timmy, nine, boy, like soccer, video games, whatever. And you would sort of like pull that ornament off and that was your kid to shop That's for. That's cool. Um, I love those. I also love Operation Christmas Child. Have you ever done that where you like get a shoebox and they give you like a list oh, yeah, of yeah. all the things and they mail and then you wrap it with like wrapping paper. So yep. it's a really festive thing. And it's all these things, you know, could be toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, um, which is one that, you know, it it feels, um, it's fulfilling, you know, to, to be in a place where you can give back to others, but it also puts things in perspective. I think this idea that a child somewhere around the world, um, opening up a shoebox filled with, you know, toothpaste and soap, that that brings them joy. Um, and yeah. that's something that they're grateful for. I think one, 
you are giving, which is what I believe this season is really all about, is giving of oneself and one's resources to help others out, but also like this recognition of how you know fortunate we are to be where we're at, that the idea of like, you know, we joke a lot about like, oh, thanks for the floss, mom, you know, sort of situation right. like you get in your stocking, but like for people in other parts of the world who don't have very much or anything Big at deal, all, yeah. That's the world to them. Um, so I think yeah. finding something like that to be a part of that puts life in perspective and, and really sort of like shakes us and makes us realize how much we have to be grateful for while also spreading cheer and light into somebody else's life. I feel like that's a that's a win-win situation. So that's going to be yeah. my number nine. Love that. Love it. All right. We're to my number eight here. What do I got here? What, okay. Oh, this is a good one. It's kind of basic, but it's good. And it's decorate the heck out of your house. <laughs> decorate the heck out of your house. Okay? I talked earlier about how good lighting does 90% of the work to help your your mood. And it's true. You know, we, uh, speaking from personal recent experience, last night, you know, me and my family did our full, like, decorating of the tree and hanging up all of our ornaments. And we didn't have the TV on. We just had a record playing. And we were all just laughing and telling stories and looking at, like, oh, remember this ornament? And, and there's something about after we set up the tree and we just put, had the music playing and we just sat in the living room in the soft light of the Christmas tree lights, there is a magic that comes with Christmas tree lights and, yeah. and lighting in general that is Christmas themed. Um, and I think for me, it is absolutely, it probably personally is the number one thing that puts me in the mood, either music or lighting. Uh, and so I think that if you haven't, if you've, always been somebody who's like well we put up a tree and and you know maybe we put a string of lights around the door or something right go big go big and just see how it feels (laughs) and see how your year changes when you're like holy smokes we went you know to the wall with everything (laughs) and we decorated every inch of the house and we decorated every inch of the outside of the house you will feel the joy that comes for that i've talked before and danny you've talked about this as well that the joy that can come from outdoor lights of what you can bring to your neighborhood. Yeah. You know, we always have people that will come up to us and be like, we love once you guys put up your lights and we love to walk by and be like, whoa, look what they did. This is so great. And people look forward to it. So, and that's going to make them feel good. It's going to make you feel good. So that's my uh, number eight is, is decorate and light the heck out of your life. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I got home from work the other night And I think I just get so into the weeds of like the way I want my house to look that I rarely take a step back and just go, wow, look how great this all looks. And I like pulled up to the front of the house and I just started chuckling to myself. I was like, I am that house. I am that house in the neighborhood. And this is so freaking cool. And I'm so, so happy. Right. And it it just, it brings joy, man. So I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm feeling inspired in this moment, Eric, and and feel free to shoot this idea down. Um, But I was thinking, you know, we're talking a lot about giving and spreading the holiday cheer and spirit. I know we did this earlier this season. I think think we should release this as a main feed episode. What do you think? This one? Yeah. Sure. Why not? If we're talking about spreading Christmas cheer, I feel like maybe there's some things we're talking about here that I'd like everybody to to hear. Are you cool with that? Let's give it to the people. Let's give it to the people. So thank you to all the paid subscribers who pay usually for these bonus episodes, but I think we can all agree that spreading Christmas cheer and giving people all around the world ideas how to lift their spirit meter is something we should share 
with everybody. So, Agreed. so boom, done. We'll release it on Friday for everybody. Um, well, now the pressure's on because everyone's going to hear this episode. So now I really got to step it up. Uh, <laughs> that one was great. All right. So next for me, this was one that hit me the other day. Uh, my number eight is going to be, if you live near or in your hometown, drive around and visit the places where you have cherished Christmas memories. You know, these places, I'm just going to read what I wrote because this was just like stream of consciousness while I was in a parking lot the other day. I wrote these places, these memories, they are a huge part of the heart of Christmas for you. And nobody knows that in the way that you do. The feelings and special moments you have in these places cannot be summed up on a list created by somebody else. They are yours and they are special. So I'm fortunate in that I do live back in my hometown where I grew up. Um, so I know this isn't possible for everybody, but maybe there's a way if your folks still live in that town or you have a best friend who still lives in that town where maybe they could, you know, put you on FaceTime and sort of face the, you know, the phone out as they drive around town and just so show you some of the, those old haunts because I found myself at times driving around the town that I grew up in that I now live in with my family and my memory will get jogged as I drive past you know, my high school or I drive past like, you know, the main like movie theater, you know, in town where like all the cool movies would come out, you know, at the holiday season, whether it was like a brand new, you know, Disney movie or whatever was sort of coming out and everyone would gather and wait up in lines and the tree would be there in the mall. Um, and like, that's what formed in a lot of ways what Christmas is for you are your childhood memories and not all of them take place inside your home. So if you're fortunate enough to still live near home and, and you enjoy that town, <laughs> uh, drive around and just go to some of those places, whether it's like the house that you always went to with your family when you were a kid, because that was like the Christmas house in town, go to that town, go with your significant other or go to that house, go with your, your, your spouse, whatever, your kids, and just go relive those childhood moments and memories because I think they will jog. You know, we talk about like that, that rose-colored aspect of memories of Christmas. You'll be thrust right back into that if you go visit those places again. So that's going to be um, my number eight. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, I know that whenever I'm, I'm home, whether it's at Christmas time or not, driving around my hometown, like just, oof, just floods of memories. Floods Dude, 100%. Memories. It's amazing. Um, all right, my number seven. I like this one. This is a good one. Uh, fill your house with the smells of your childhood Christmas. Yes. So a lot of people know that smell, the, the sense of smell is one of the most like jogging when it comes to memory. Uh, you can, some, you can walk by somebody and you're like, Oh my God, my eighth grade girlfriend wore that perfume. And you just like, <laughs> you smell it. Like you just remember it. Yeah. It has such a, a strong connection to the brain and to memories. So Think back to what your house smelled like mm -hmm. when you were a kid. Maybe it's, you know, your, for me, my mom used to always make snickerdoodle cookies and they mm. were so good and they had a very strong smell. So like that's, we were just talking about it the other day that we want to make my mom snickerdoodles because it just fills the house with that sense of, of the smell that I remember at right. Christmas time. Another big thing was that sense of like a cinnamony kind of smell, yeah. which is why we always like to get those, um, the brooms that are like made of cinnamon sticks essentially. So it like really makes the house smell. Uh, and candles are obviously really great if you're a little bit younger and maybe, you, cause I feel like when we were kids, people didn't like candles like they do now. 
right? Am I, <laughs> They've become am huge, I misremembering yeah. that? Yeah, it was like, like now everybody, there's a bajillion candles and yeah, like there wasn't that. Like we didn't have like a candle section at the store. Yeah, we that had was po- not something potpourri that was, was all we had when I grew up. As, as kids. <laughs> yes, potpourri, absolutely. Um, but, you know, if you're a little younger and maybe you're at college now or something like that and you're like maybe when you were a kid, you know, my parents always lit, you know, uh, you know, a balsam fur from Target, whatever it is. Like try to find out whether that's asking people from your past what they remember it smelling like. Um, but look for some way to fill your house with the smell of mm. Christmas. Again, whether that's candles. There's also a lot of I've never done this, but I've seen it on Pinterest a lot. Um, different like uh, sort of recipes of stuff that you can put in a pot on your stove with like lemon and clove and a couple other things. And you literally just kind of boil it in the pot. You're not even going to eat it or cook it or anything. It's just sort of remini- uh, marinating yeah. in, in the pot all day long. And it makes your whole house smell really good. Oh, so uh, you can find a lot of those different uh, sort of recipes, if you will, on the Internet. But, yeah, my number seven is fill your house with the smells of Christmas. Dude, uh, would you believe that I have something very, very similar at my number seven? So what I wrote was do things that are tactile and real, not digital or artificial. Go to the snow, fill your home with the smells that remind you of the holiday season. There you go. You know, whenever I go back, you know, because again, I'm fortunate to you know live in my hometown and you know, I'll go to my, you know, my folks' place and just to go say hi and and inevitably whether my mom is doing it intentionally or not, when I walk back into that house at the holiday season, it just immediately fills me with a sense of comfort. And maybe not all of it is the holiday season smell. Maybe a part of it is just the smell of my parents' house. Um, But I think whatever my mom puts out from candles to potpourri or whatever the heck she's using in the house or cooking in the house at that time of year, the chemistry of all of that immediately takes me back not just to one place, it takes me back to a whole chapter of my life that just feels so comfortable. And and how fun to sit down and start thinking about what all of those smells are for you. Because even if you're not yeah. smelling them in the moment, your brain will remember what those smells 100%. smell like. And it will start to like trigger like, like bing, 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 bing. Like all these like good feel things are going to start to happen in your brain and call your mom, call your grandma, whoever that owned that house or lives in that house that like is attached to those feelings, those sense memories, call them and say, what was it that you put in that your house? What was it that you brought out of the holiday season that made it smell that way? One, it's going to deepen your connection with them, empower them to share those stories, but you're also going to get the answer. And then as we've talked about on the show, you know, innumerable amount of times, now that smell starts becoming a part of your kids' Christmas memories. And then they're going to potentially call you one day and say, mom, dad, what, what was it that you brought into the house? You're like, well, it's funny you bring that up because I called your grandma years ago and asked her and then I did it. It was chamomile. Um, But it, it's just, you know, it's this way of like, keeping the traditions alive, um, which I think is such a beautiful part of Christmas. So, um, and I just love this idea of doing things that are tactile and real aren't on our screen, but something that is happening in your physical space, um, around you. And I think in general, we just need more of that in life. So all that to say, 
smells, I could not agree more. I love it. We were definitely on the same page there. Um, all right, my last one uh, for this list here is going to be give back, have a sense of gratitude, and specifically, you know, uh, Santa is very busy. Santa is, he's got all the children of the world, right? Yep. And he gets to everybody. He does. But sometimes a little extra help. We all want to help Santa out. If you go to your local post office, you can find out. And sometimes they'll let you uh, sort of preview uh, a, a letter that may be going to Santa that, that, that you can just sort of help out in. Mm. Um, but this is a, a fun way to give back. If you go to your local post office or if you do a quick Google search, you can figure out how to do this. But uh, you can sort of be a, an assistant to Santa and help out Santa with some kids that are sending letters uh, up to the big guy. And I think that doing that is a, as a way of giving back is a really fun way uh, to sort of feel like you've put some good into the world, help out some kids, help out Santa, you know, as he's so busy. Right. Um, so, yeah, my number six is see if you can help Santa by going to the post office and uh, see if you can just, you know, be an assistant, a good, good assistant to Santa. I love that. I love that. Um, an honorary elf, maybe, uh, as it were. That's right. I love yes. that. Um, well, before I share num my number six, and since this is an episode that we're now sharing with everybody out in the world, I uh, did want to remind you guys uh, to subscribe to the show. If you're just discovering our show or you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Please also make sure to rate and review. We greatly appreciate those ratings and reviews. Um, make sure that more people uh, discover the merriment and cheer that we are um, cultivating here on Christmas Countdown Show. And also follow us on social media. We're at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and at XmasPod on the X. And you can watch uh, all of our episodes uh, on youtube.com slash countdown network. Uh, all right. So my number six is going to go back to, I think this was your number one, um, which was music. And specifically, I wanted to encourage people, you know, we live in this beautiful time where you can curate your own music, right? So I want, I want to encourage people to build a playlist that contains all of your favorite Christmas songs. You know, it's yeah. easy. Don't you know, try to please anybody else. Yeah, it's easy to like, you know, get on your Amazon device and say, play Christmas music or play Christmas classics or, you know, go to Spotify and just look up sort of a, a theme around Christmas. But if you're like me, inevitably, when you're listening to those playlists, songs come up that you like, but they're not like your favorite songs of all time. Yeah. And you skip them, right? Trying to find the ones that really bring out that feeling. So take some time wherever you sort of build playlists, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is. And just start putting together a playlist that contains nothing but your favorite Christmas songs of all time. It'll be your thing that immediately transports you to some of your favorite Christmas memories. It'll be classics. It'll be modern. But most importantly, it'll be you. Um, and I think that's part of like connecting to the holiday spirit is you really drumming up all of those memories, all of those feelings inside of yourself. Um, and music, smells, sights, they really have the power to do that. So um, I would encourage you all to do that. And then once you create your playlist, please share it with us uh, on social media or post it, you know, post your playlist on, you know, your Instagram stories and put the link in there and then tag us in it. We'd love to check it out and, and hear what your, your favorite songs um, are at the holiday season. So that's going to be uh, my number six to wrap up this countdown. I love that. You know, I actually just recently was kind of going through that exact thing where I was like, I'd been saying like, play Christmas classics. And that thing was happening. And I was like, I know that I made a list either last season or in the first season of like, I was like, these are my favorite song. And I, I just have so many playlists in my Spotify <laughs> that I like can't find it. Dude, um, but I was thinking that just the other day, I was like, I got to find that one that has like 
all my favorite ones, not just, you know, the ones that get played on the radio all the time. Right. Um, all right. This was a good list, Danny. Uh, I think we hopefully brought some good to to some people and we'll put some good in the world uh, vicariously through these messages. Yep. So um, as Danny said, this episode was not planned to be a, a all, <laughs> for all consumption episode. Uh, this was just for our Patreon members, but it was going so good. We thought we'd share it with you. But if you're like, Hey man, I need more of this content. Make sure you go to Patreon uh, and look up Christmas countdown show. You'll find us uh, there and you can get up to, I think we have over 20 bonus episodes, which is a lot of really good, fun content where we get a little more chillax, a little more easy, <laughs> <laughs> going uh, it's not the big show it's the after show so uh check that out if you'd like uh there's a lot of good stuff there to check out yeah and what's really cool is people if they don't want to join patreon eric they can also become a paid subscriber on apple or spotify and get access to all of these bonus episodes as well so it's super easy just tap the button and even if you're on apple you get three days free so you might be able to listen to all of them right now for free just tap that button and uh, become a paid subscriber uh, but thank you so much for listening tell your friends about it have a great holiday season and we're going to close this out uh, the way we always do by saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We will see you on the next one, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.